This morning I'm going to talk to you uh, specifically about the godly impact of a prayerful mother. It took me uh, many days of prayer to, to kind of come to this grips uh, and not just do the same old Mother's Day message over and over and over again, but uh, I started analyzing my mom's prayer life. Uh, most of the time I go over there, she's either writing cards or, or praying or um, uh, just meditating upon the Word. And I was analyzing her life and, and she loves it when I talk about her and I know she's watching so I'll probably talk about her a little more. Hi Mom. And that uh, I hope you like this, but uh, ladies, your your prayer life uh, is perhaps one of the greatest godly aspects for your kids. And I'm not sure I'm not sure if you remember that all the time, especially when we don't see fruit from our prayers immediately. I know we all struggle with that, but moms, your prayer life is incredibly, incredibly important. I want to read to you a poem before we dive into the word. It's just titled, A Godly Mother. It says, A godly mother is a treasure, a gift more than precious gold. Her children rise up and call her blessed, and in high esteem do hold. Her love is like that of our Savior, who sacrificed his own life, that we might live joyful, godly lives in a troubled world of strife. Her heart is like his, holding us close, no matter how far we roam. And her arms are always wide, or her, her arms are always open wide to forgive and welcome home. Her hands are busy molding our lives from the moment we are born, planting seeds, loving, disciplining, even when weary and worn. Her feet are always careful to go, where her child can follow there. How could we thank our mother enough for her tender, loving care? A godly mother fervently prays for that child she loves so much, for she knows the fruit of her vineyard depends on the master's touch. And I would really just like to, to have you put in your minds this morning how important it is that we remember the impact of prayer and, and how God answers the fervency uh, the passion, the power of our prayers that we put in, especially moms. I believe that you have been uniquely gifted in your godly attributes to pray effectively, passionately, purposely for your children above many other individuals. John MacArthur, he writes a little, a little uh, uh, saying about moms. I'm going to share that with you as well this morning. It says, to be a mother is by, me, is by no means second class. And I know, that, I know that many women out there that I have talked to, many young, young mothers, and, and a few who have uh, been mothers for a while, sometimes their value gets lost or the importance gets lost when the majority of their times uh, gets spent just in motherhood and not in other aspects of the world. Uh, but I want to encourage you that motherhood is by far the greatest gift of work that you have to influence and impact kids for the future of God's kingdom for the people around us. But he says this, To be a mother is by no means second class. Men may have the authority in the home, but the women have the influence. The mother, more than the father, is the one who molds and shapes those little lives from day one. And I know for myself growing up, as I was reading this, 
Uh, my dad was a, a deputy sheriff who was gone a lot, as you could tell, with, with bad guys and, and criminals and just different working hours and different shifts and all over the place. And mom was the one who was normally there coming home from school, uh, coming in from play, bandaging all the wounds, usually laying out most of the discipline until dad got home and then I got the real discipline from there. <laughs> so, but she was there and she was faithful and I know now, all these years later, how much prayer has gone into my sister and I getting to the points that we are today only because she's told us how much, or at least a small amount of it is there. And I remember her praying specifically when we were doing things that we shouldn't have been. But I wanted to, I wanted to share something uh, uh, special with you from Ephesians chapter 6. Normally it's the spirit of, or, or the armor of God uh, that, that gets referred to, and we're going to dive into that, those those uh, end verses a little bit. We're going to look specifically at verses 17 through 20 this morning, and I want to point out 17 specifically. And for you moms, I believe that verse 17 holds the key foundation for your effective, impactful prayer life. And I want to read that to you right now and just join in with me in verses 17 and 18. It says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And before we even go any further, just join me in a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I just pray that you would shine your light extra bright, the uh, light of the gospel on the hearts of all mothers. But not only that, but also husbands uh, and, and kids as well. That we may appreciate the gift of motherhood, the hard work, the sacrifice uh, that continues to be shown for us. And really it is modeled after everything that Jesus has done for us. And we thank you that motherhood is modeled after you, God, and, and you're caring for your children. And it is powerful, it is impactful, and as we look at these couple verses this morning. I pray that uh, the gospel shining through our moms may be seen even more clear and may we grab a hold of Jesus even more today than we did yesterday. We just ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So there's two things. There's two items uh, of that armor that is mentioned in, in verse 17. And the first one is the helmet of salvation. I've got a gladiator helmet. It looked kind of goofy on video. Maybe one day in person I'll pull it out. Uh, but it really, the helmet, just thinking about the, the guard, what the helmet does, the helmet protects the mind, the head, in times of great danger. It protects our thoughts. Spiritually, God's helmet protects our thoughts because it is His active defense that is, is surrounding and removing and, and helping the lustful, the prideful, uh, uh, the evil thoughts not penetrate to where they want to go but instead bounce off and go somewhere else. So the thoughts of enemy attacks, the, and just keeping this in mind, as moms pray, this is an active, an active key to how successful moms prayers are. 
right? So it protects the mind, number one. It also guards hope from despair. Every kid needs hope. They need a picture. And when things don't go right, or when they fall down, or when then or you're riding the bike and they crash, or they don't get picked for the team, or they get taken out of something, or they try to create a masterpiece and it comes out less than a masterpiece on the initial tries, we need to guard hope from despair. And that's what the helmet uh, does for us a lot, or as the main job. In 1 Thessalonians 5.8, it says this. It says, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate, breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Jesus is our hope. Now, every godly mother will constantly pray that their child receives hope, the hope that is only found in our Savior, Jesus Christ. The salvation, when we are justified and, and thoroughly sanctified every single day, that we live, we become more and more like Jesus. Doubt and discouragement must be defended against. When moms are praying, they're praying that their kids are resilient in all of the right areas. That doubt does not take hold and, and push them down. We want our kids to feel valued, to feel important, to know that whatever God wants them to do, in their life can be done. And mom's prayers are especially crucial in this aspect. An effective, impactful prayer must be deeply rooted and secured in the power, the mercy, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why is that? Because Jesus is unshakable. Right? His power defeated death. His mercy gives us life right now and gives us opportunity after opportunity. And the resurrection gives us heaven forevermore. And that is our great hope, the helmet of salvation. First Peter 1, uh, Peter reminds us of this fact. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope, a hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in that last time. So not only does that, does that helmet protect the mind, but it defends uh, against despair, it guards our hope, and it helps to assure the purity of our soul. A clean mind ensures a clean soul. I know many of you know the longer you sit around people who use, uh, just as an example, uh, excessive language, it starts to creep into your mind without you even realizing it. And when you smack your finger or something doesn't go right, it's amazing how fast those types of, of words flow, and, or flow from your mind and want to come out of your mouth. What that helmet does is it keeps those things gone. It keeps us sensitive to the sin around us. It protects our thoughts from, uh, from, from judging other individuals or taking the gospel somewhere that it was not meant to go for our own personal benefit, 
but instead keeping it exactly where it was meant to be and that it is useful for, for salvation, for justification, for redemption for every single person who calls out on the name of Jesus Christ. In Matthew 5 8, he says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I believe mom's prayer life is perhaps one of the most purest forms of, of praying that we will ever see. There is so much crying out for their children, uh, not just their children, for many, many others, but specifically on Mother's Day, moms, your prayers are after the purity of the hearts of your children, and it, and oftentimes, your kids need that more than anything else. Your prayers are, are often bigger than any words of counsel because it is bathing situations beforehand, in the middle, and after with the grace of God and the power of God. We want to see our kids free from corruption and, and stay innocent as they are. But there's a second aspect that goes into into that verse in verse 17 it says take the helmet of salvation but it also says and take the sword of the spirit this is the active word of God so combining the two you have a defense and you have an offense the active word of God it is the amount of time that is spent in devotions is the amount of times you mothers are learning about who God is why he asks us to do what he does what he regularly gives to us, how he disciplines us, how we should discipline our kids, how, uh, how dutiful you ladies are about memorizing the Word of God and always having a, a flashcard or, or something that says, these are the verses that I have read today and I need to carry them with me. And the Word of God is ready to be used, ready to strike like the sword it is, as it says in Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That is the power of your prayers when the word of God is at the center of it. I love listening to, uh, uh, to people of all ages, especially mothers, pray scripture over their children because it is the greatest and purest form of prayer that cannot be altered by the enemy in any fashion. It is already what God said, and when God's words are used to cover our kids, there is no enemy that can penetrate that defense or break down those kids. Since the powerful word of God is ready to remove any and all enemy opposition, I think I think you can attest with me today that our kids face more and more in your face upfront scenarios in their life than we've ever had to face. We've had the same sins, the same sins have been around for thousands of, or you know a few thousands of years since the earth began anyway. I said but the speed at which they can be accessed has changed. The presentation has changed. Same sin just served on a different platter uh, from, from time to time. The Word of God is able to remove those things from our eyesight, protect it uh, from, from our ears, to, from gaining into our thoughts. The Word of God helps stand uh, on the positive side or helps us grow into Jesus Christ. It helps us have a living and victorious Spirit-filled life. Now, when you talk to mothers all around the world, what do they want? They want their kids to be successful in their relationship with Jesus Christ. Knowing full well that, yeah, we, we would love our kids to be successful in every job that they do, 
But if they have a healthy uh, relationship with Jesus, they're going to have a healthy relationship anywhere God takes them. And, and they will be victorious over the enemy anywhere God takes them. So it's an active word of God, but it is also hidden in, in the heart of God. And that's what I love about prayer. Uh, Psalm 119.11, it says, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. See, the, the hidden word of God is the memorized, meditated, pondered word of God in our lives, especially you mothers when you're up early, you're trying to prepare things, and you're already you're praying, you're singing songs. When the kids leave, and, and perhaps you're off to work, perhaps you're, you're staying at home, whatever the case may be, those things are still in your mind because we know the word of God kills lusts. What does every person battle with? Lust of some kind after either uh, pleasurable, well they're all pleasurable sins when it comes to lust, but uh, physically or spiritually or mentally you are praying for your kids that the word of God kills those desires that takes them away from Jesus. We know that that, that hidden word of God will, will conquer corruption. It will not let the, the evil one into the heart because that's where Jesus resides. And it also shields us from sin. To flee like Joseph, uh, to put on the battle armor, or you know, like like David. Uh, it's just amazing how powerful, how powerful mothers' prayers are when they are fueled by the Word of God as the offensive weapon. When they are defended by the helmet of salvation by God Himself to be poured out before the throne. For effective and impactful prayer, a good offense and a good defense must work together. And mothers, I tell you this uh, time and time again, you display this mightily in your prayer life. And I'm going to give you three little aspects as to why that is uh, uh, so powerful. They're what I call the three P's of prayer. Specifically for you mothers this morning, but the three P's of prayer. And the first one is found in verse 18. It says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful of this end with all perseverance. And that's the first one, perseverance. Persevering to pray for your husband, your father of your children. I know what we've been talking about is largely revolved around kids. But I am going to tell you that it needs to be modeled for your children, to pray for your spouse. It is powerful, it is effective, it is necessary. Because it openly displays for your daughters so they can emulate it for their a husband to their kids when they get older. For their sons, when it is, uh, when it is modeled for the sons, is so the sons desire it from their moms, from their wives. So they appreciate it, so they, they, they depend on much of it. They ask for it uh, from their future wives. And it all starts from the example that moms lay down and how they pray for the, the partner that God has given them, the, the, the husband uh, that, that God has, has given them. But it's also persevered in praying for the kids as well. Praying for the kids to battle the unknown elements. So many unknown elements to battle spiritual warfare, the, the hard decisions, 
how you stand alone in a public school perhaps when nobody else wants to stand with you and ultimately coming to know and having that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I know for many uh, that I've talked to over the years it's also that perseverance in praying for our wayward children that know of Jesus Christ but not have submitted to him yet and to constantly pray and pray and pray and I want to remind you moms that if you are in that boat and you have a wayward child who is walking away from Jesus at the moment there are countless success stories after the fervency of mom's prayers that they have turned their life over to Jesus Christ. Do not give up in that aspect. Do not give up. So here's, the, here's a couple things that go with perseverance. Moms, you are perseverant in your worship. And worship, a prayer is a form of worship. It's creating that personal communication, no matter the circumstance, no matter the trial that's going on in the life. You're persevering in your watchfulness. And as it says, it says being watchful to this end. right? Your watchfulness. Around here we have a lot of uh, uh, bears, a lot of black bears that, that roam around. And what's, what's kind of a, a, a joke in our community here is that Moms are like mama bears. They are watchful for all danger at all times. And we know that when you're walking in the woods and you come across a baby cub, mom is not far behind. And we also know that there is danger lurking if you get too close to a kid um, and, and surprise mama in that fashion. And that is... That is what your prayers are like. They are fueled with the protection and love of your kids for the honor of God because you are in charge of them and their growth, their development, what's going on in there. I said, but really for, the, for their, uh, uh, just to help them be on the lookout for these physical and, and spiritual dangers. Matthew 26, he says, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We know there's a lot of temptation out there, and for you to be watchful for your kids, uh, you know what their weaknesses are. They may not think you do, but you do. You know what they are. They're on display all the time, just as ours are on display to them. I said, but your prayers and your watchfulness is key to this whole thing. But you're also perseverant in your persistence. Relentless, and really what that is, is just being relentless in prayer, bringing your request before the Lord over and over and over again until you get an answer from God. And I, uh, I applaud you moms for continually uplifting your kids in all stages of life. In Luke 18, there's a parable. In the first, the first eight verses, Jesus tells us that uh, we ought always to pray and, and to not lose heart. But there's, it's a parable of a, a woman, a widow, who relentlessly comes before the, juror, or before the judge seeking justice on her behalf. Naturally, at first, the judge does not want to give her any of that. Doesn't want to do it at all, but her persistence pays off. And this is how he responds. Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. That is the, the intensity 
of your prayers, the, the persistence, the relentlessness of, listen, I will find an answer as I pray. And our answers, as we know, can only come through the power of Jesus Christ. And I want to remind you of this. Perseverance is best seen and heard the more specific your prayer request is. So don't pray in general if you can help it. If you know exactly what your kids are struggling with, pray exactly what they are struggling with or what you believe that they need, or at least lift up those details before the God, before our, before our loving God. Do not just sit on the, our kids need help. Our kids always need help. We always need help. What do they need help with? Be specific as much as you can in your prayers. The second P of prayer is passion. Every godly mother I know is passionate about praying for their kids. In Titus 2, verses 11 and 14, I think it helps point this, this fact out to us a little bit, a little bit more. It says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous, eager, or passionate for, for good works. We know your prayers against following worldly lusts help children seek out godly passions right you're praying against worldly passions so that they can put on godly ones instead and here here's that here's really what that that passage is trying to tell us and here's what your prayers do moms it says this is what it's modeled after Jesus passionately gave of himself to bring us uh, hope through his life, through his death, through his resurrection, for our redemption. Undoubtedly, moms, you have the hardest job in all around us. Right? And I say that because moms, your job never ends. It never ends. You're up all the time. You're, you're fixing things for your kids. You're washing things for your kids. You're cooking things for everybody in the household. I said, it, you're constantly doing something. I love the commercials that are on TV uh, where uh, moms try to take a sick day and they can't do it and then dads try to take a sick day and they're laying on the couch, you know, just getting some rest. I say, moms, you, your passion for your kids is modeled after Jesus Christ and this is the type of passion that you bring in your prayers for the kids. You want to see them grow. You want to see them become stronger and wiser. You want to see them become more passionate for Jesus Christ. And the more passionate you are for Jesus, the more passionate your kids become for Jesus Christ. The more passionate you pray for your kids, the more uh, uh, passionate they put on uh, the godly things of this world that are around us. The more they seek after Jesus Christ. And the third P that, that we find is back in Ephesians chapter 6, and verses 19 and 20. It says, And for me... 
that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in, change, in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. First, it's perseverance. Second, it's power. Or second, it's passion. This third one is power. Right? You pray with power. The speech uh, that words flow freely from your heart to the ears of God, but it's also so that way uh, your your kids will have such a relationship with Jesus that that is how they, they live in society around us, in the world around us. With his words, with his speech flowing from their, their heart, their minds, their lips, this seeking after God's direction for leading uh, to speak boldly, for the need of Jesus in people's lives. No matter how old they are, they do not need a PhD to speak the truth of Jesus. Some of the greatest truth comes from young kids. The simple statements, you need God because he loves you. And really we don't need more of an explanation for that because we know that is exactly what Jesus continues to tell us over and over again. We are praying and you mothers are praying that our kids live powerfully in the grace of Jesus Christ. Not the abused grace, but the actual grace of Jesus Christ that sets them free from bondage to be able to live gloriously uh, for gloriously as an ambassador so that way people can see what Jesus truly looks like in the heart of an obedient child. Moms, you have a great desire for their kids to live boldly, powerfully for the gospel and Christ, and whatever, they, and whatever field they end up working in. You want to see your kids grounded in His Word, secure in His promises, loved through His grace, strong in their faith in Jesus, and powerful in their lived testimony before others. I am telling you, your prayers are a huge piece of the fuel of the success of the future of Jesus, or, or of your kids' relationship with Jesus Christ. Ultimately, we know that they have to make decisions for themselves, but your prayers are paving the way for their future decisions. I firmly, firmly believe that. Says Billy Graham, he, he stated this, says, Only God himself fully appreciates the influence of a Christian mother in the molding of character in her children. Moms as husbands, as, as sons, as, as daughters, uh, I, I believe that to be a true statement. We don't see everything that you do. We don't appreciate everything that you do. And if it weren't for your perseverance, your passion, your powerful prayers, I'm not sure where many of us would actually be today in our walk with Jesus Christ. Our struggle may have been longer. Our wisdom may have been shorter. Our lives just could have been harder in all aspects uh, that go around it. So I want to tell you this, moms. And all of this, just as a, a little encouraging message for you, keep putting on the helmet, keep using the sword, keep praying hard moms. Your kids may not know the impact that it has on them, but one day they will. One day they will appreciate every ounce of prayer that you have put in. And most importantly, God knows. He knows your energy. He knows your, your desires. He knows your persistence, your, your passion. He knows 
the power of His Spirit that is being used by you in your prayer life. He wants to hear from you all of the time, and moms, you do a tremendous job at paving the way for your kids. Do not let up. Even if you are discouraged, the hope is still there. Hope is still there. Because Jesus is alive. Jesus prayed for us, just like you are praying for your kids. And ultimately, he brought you to his throne. He can bring your kids to your throne if it be his will. Keep on praying, moms. We love you. We thank you for those prayers. And let's just pray together. Father, I want to thank you once again for the gift of moms, for the motherhood, the gift of motherhood. So much is, is uh, unseen behind the scenes of what they do. Father, I want to thank you that you have uniquely gifted moms to be spiritual giants in the art of prayer for their families. Lord, I want to thank you that it is modeled after after your relationship with your son. That's why it's powerful. That's why it's impactful. That's why it's effective. Father, I know that there could be some moms who are, who are struggling out there today. I, I pray that you would just remind them of your working. That you love them. That you have gifted them personally. Father, that they have a great gift of being a mom even in the midst of hardships. Lord, we, we lift up those who are currently not facing a few hardships, but uh, again, we, we just pray that families would have a chance to, to lift up their mothers, lift up their wives, and just say thank you for all of the unseen prayers, especially behind the scenes, that encourage us, that empower us, and it is all done for your glory, God, and we praise you for that. And we just ask for more of it, Lord. Uh, empower our mothers through your spirit, through your grace. And may you receive all the credit for every good thing that is done. Father, And we just ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Once again, moms, happy Mother's Day. And enjoy that family time. God bless.